Hey guys, Bryce here from Flex Cortex. All content on the Flex Cortex podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitution for medical advice from a qualified health professional. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. guys welcome to this week's episode of flex cortex today i have the honor of speaking with stephanie fuznik she is the owner of vitality which is an osteopathic and exercise therapy clinic stephanie is saskatchewan's first neurokinetic therapist she is also a manual osteopathic and exercise therapist today we'll be talking about her formal education and how it all plays a very important part to fitness and health overall if you want to follow her on her social media platforms you can check her out on instagram it is at vitality osteo dot exercise therapy so v-i-t-a-l-i-t-y o-s-t-e-o dot exercise therapy and then i'll type the link in here for you guys convenience and then you can also check her out on her website so her website is www.vitalityosteopathicandexercisetherapy.com so i also will link that in the description as well so you guys can check her out on that but i hope you guys enjoy the episode thanks for tuning in so what got you into fitness to begin with? Oh, God, that is such a long story. Um, so I mm-hmm. hope we have time. <laughs> we got time. We got time. Um, yeah. So I loved sports like growing up, played tons and tons of sports, um, a little bit of everything. Um, I hurt my knee pretty badly in my grade 11 year. Um, it like fucked up my running. Sorry, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, I you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> the, last, the last person was like... They swore and then they're like, wait, I can swear. <laughs> I was like, yeah, my bad. Yeah, you're, you're, good, you're good. Else, so. you're good. You're good. <laughs> okay, perfect. Yeah, I fucked up my knee pretty bad. Um, and I was a long distance runner. And that really messed shit up for me. Um, played volleyball and stuff too. So like it took me like four years to rehab that. Um, but I so like sport and like physical activity and injury stuff always kind of interested me, as well as like anatomy stuff. Yeah. Um, and just like people's stories and how it helped them. Cause for me, fitness was very much, or like sport, I should say, uh, helped me out a lot growing up because in high school I wasn't the most popular person. So like for me playing sport was like kind of like a bit of an outlet. It made me felt like I belong, things like that. But my intention was to go to university and become a phys ed teacher. But I started coaching and realizing I did not have the fucking patience for that at all, <laughs> let alone yeah, trying to like teach kids math or something. Um, so I was like, yeah, no, that's definitely not, not for me. And then I found a personal training through one of the courses that I took in university. So that would have been summer of 2013, got my training cert and started training right away at the university, fell in love with it immediately. I actually hated working with athletes at first, like fucking hated it. I was like chronic disease. Give me like someone, the more like quote unquote broken they are my favorite. Like that was my jam. Loved it. Um, so did that all during university. And then, yeah, I got my exercise therapy, sir, and my NSCA, CSCS, like, immediately after I graduated. Um, and then I started grad school. So I had a few physio clinics that actually want me to come work for them as an exercise therapist. And my grad supervisor was like, it's two years. Like, who's not a big deal? Two years. I'm like, fuck it, sure. What's more schooling? I don't care. Um, so then I taught a lot and, like, fell in love with that so much. Um, it made me understand things so much better um, by, like, teaching. Um, during that time, I also was like training like people for like firefighter and the Saskatoon, um, police department for like applicant testing and evaluating those. 
And like, again, super fell in love with that people's stories, like why they're doing it, things like that. Then after that, I got a job with the health region, um, where he's an exercise therapist and still trained during this whole time, but did that. And this is where like things really switched gears for me because working as an exercise therapist, I was really limited in what I was able to do with clients. Um, and I, I'm a pretty strong headed person. Um, and I actually butt heads a lot with the physiotherapists that we had in the specific area that I was in. Um, I found that someone would go in with a shoulder injury and they give them the classic internal and external rotation up and down here. Um, and that was not, I was like, but why, like, what is the purpose behind this exercise? Like every person that would go in get the exact same rehab and do the same rehab for like months. And I'm like, you're doing the same shit all the time. That's not helping. Yeah. Um, so then I found out about osteopathy at a like fitness expo. Um, I was there, um, with another like, um, fitness gym that I was working at. We had a booth there in this school was across from us. And I was like, shit, this is unreal. This is like the perfect men between like hands-on therapy and kind of like physio, but like different. And I was like really excited about it. I'm like, fuck it. What's some more school? So was doing that uh, through like distance learning and like partially in the classroom. COVID hit, learning stuff online fucking sucked. I don't know how people are doing it nowadays. So like yeah. for anyone who had to do university during this time. Um, and then, yeah, got certified or like finished school. And I was actually working as a personal training manager at a gym in the city here at that same time. Got fired from that job a year ago yesterday, which is yeah, wild. I think I saw your post. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I made a big deal out of it. I'm like, yeah, that's never <laughs> happened to me. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go all in on what I'm doing. Um, so then, yeah, started my osteopathy practice, just like renting a room out of a like multidisciplinary clinic. Um, quickly outgrew that very quickly. Um, I knew I wanted to have like a training studio because that's always been like a huge passion of mine. And like, I don't think I'll ever not train. Um, yeah. I did some online training and stuff like that as well. Then I opened my own studio, have a trainer working for me osteopathy like blew out through the roof took a fuck ton of certs last year um like my neuroconnect therapy cert which I'm the only one in the province with that which is like pretty sick um and now I work with freaking everything we're expanding I'm trying to get like an athletic therapist on the team we've got a massage therapist coming on our gym space is expanding we're getting more trainers things like that but I what really got me to where I was going was like my experience with like the health region and my clients experience with the health region where it was like oh like your knee hurts rest it oh this hurts do this and it was all like treating symptoms and not causes which like I could not handle or they'd have like a virtual physio appointment they're like oh here's some naproxen I'm like you didn't even look at it you didn't even look at it you didn't see what was going on um and I didn't want to go back to school for physio because that was extra extra schooling wasn't really what I wanted to do I want to spend like long-term time with clients like an hour a session like I don't like the whole quick in and out stuff yeah and now I work a lot with a lot of uh hockey players which is hilarious because I hated working with them as a trainer rehab different story they do their homework because they want to get back on the ice perfect they listen to me which is great and yeah so I definitely treat more like a physio-esque style now but that's kind of how I got to where I am. It was just like, I don't like the way people are doing it and I want to do it better. And then I just did it. I don't know. <laughs> More certs and stuff and just keep learning. Yeah. Cause I was doing obviously some research cause I had to, um, so you did your, <laughs> you did your CSEP first, right? Yes. I did my CSEP CPT. And then as soon as I finished grad school or my undergrad, then I got my CEP. So like okay. exercise physiologist. 
the my CSCS. Um, and then like the list just goes on from there. My nutrition stuff last year, like, yeah, there's a lot. I just, I find the human body super interesting. And the fact like you can't isolate things, which is like my biggest pet peeve with like other practitioners, they isolate too much. And it's like, no, no, I feel like we need specialists, but you also need to know how everything integrates together, which I think is like a huge flaw in the system. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's cool. Cause I'm, I'm actually a CPT as well. CSEP. So that's nice. why I was like, so that's why I saw that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Because I, I actually went through Nate for that. And um, oh, yeah. the fundamentals of that course is obviously really good, I think. Probably one of the best yeah. ones in Canada. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure in Canada. Yeah. Um, so what, like, initially drew you to, like, neurokinetic and osteo? Because I know you were, you said that you were a PT for a bit. So how mm-hmm. long were you actually just doing PT stuff? I, said, I think I read the university, right? And you said the university? Yeah, yeah I was at the university for, like, a long time. <laughs> um that gym was like my home because like even my classes were in that facility and stuff but I did PT from 2013 till like now but osteopathy what year is it 2022 so I was like exclusively doing PT and like ET stuff till like it was seven years which is crazy but I did a lot man like I did lots of like volunteering and like shitty jobs for a long time where you don't get paid great and now wow. I have people who like come to me and they're like, would you hire someone with no experience? I'm like, man, you should have been doing shitty jobs like a long time ago. If you think I'm going to pay you fucking like 40, $50 an hour now, like you had, you haven't put your time in, you got to put it in somewhere. So you should have started back then. You got to learn yeah. sometime. So, yeah, I, I think, I think this is just an industry that you need to get your reps in like mental mm-hmm. and just like actual time in, right. You need to actually just practice and like just work with people. That's why. When people ever ask like, oh, what should I do for my first PT job? Just Most of them it. like start in a commercial gym. Cause I'm like, that's mm-hmm. the best place you're going to start with. Like there's so many courses that come through for like, you know, discounted prices. They probably wouldn't normally get discounted yeah. prices. Like there's a team you can pick their brain on. You're like, usually your PT manager has like years of years of experience with mm-hmm. PT and like, that's your chance to like grow within your first year, right? Oh, year totally. to two. Well, and find a mentor or like hire someone. I've hired online trainers and nutrition coaches and shit. Cause then you learn a lot because you have yeah. to understand it from the other side too. But yeah. you just got to start because you're going to make the mistakes regardless. So you may as well make them back then. Like I remember my first PT client, it was like, they're fucking doing like squats on a BOSU ball. I'm like, Oh my God, what the fuck was I doing? I'm like, yeah. I am so sorry that you paid money for that. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you don't look back and cringe at your old programs, then you're not yeah. probably growing that much as a coach. Oh yeah. Big time. I'm like, Oh fuck Susie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you're lucky. Or maybe she could be a client now if the BOSU ball thing ended up coming oh, back. To like, yeah, now, we'll, now we'll rehab you now. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. So bad. I'm like, Holy fuck. Ugh. So, so what drew you initially to, to neurokinetics and osteo? Cause Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously you had reps and had time in working mm-hmm. with PT. So what was the biggest thing that was like, I don't want to do this, but I still want to be in the fitness space. <laughs> so for osteo, honestly, it was like, this sounds like I could turn it into PT without having to go through the shitty process of trying to get into like physio. Yeah. <laughs> like That was literally my thought process. I'm like, this seems better. And it's more hands-on stuff. Cause sometimes I think depending on like where you go to school and stuff and like who your mentors are I feel like the exercise portion is super important obviously um but like I don't think we spend enough time on like the hands-on stuff and the osteo stuff the some of the stuff that I thought I thought it was fucked up because I was like I'm a very science person so some of the stuff I'm like this seems pretty like 
energy, yada yada, voodoo shit. And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to be a tough sell. Like, I'm going to, like, I fight, I'll fight it. I'll fight it. I'm one of those students that I'm like, mm, you have to convince me. Just because yeah. you're smart, I don't believe you. Yeah. Um, but there's, like, things like visceral manipulation. So, like, doing, like, fascial release and stuff for the abdomen to get, like, organs moving better. So, like, if lungs move right kidneys move with the lungs otherwise shit's like bumping into each other and shit and then it was like well you have scars if you've had surgeries and those actually go like pretty deep and they can like influence the ability of like motility and mobility of your organs and that can lead to like a lot of like digestive issues and shit and i'm like that's true the amount of women with c-sections who like they just take your shit and toss it on a table take the baby out stuff shit back in sew you up i'm like i can guarantee you that shit's not going to move properly so like things like that. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know. And then they worked on my stomach because for volleyball always rotating to the left. My stomach was kind of just like stuck up in my ribs almost, um, yeah. which sounds like super weird. And I've always had issues with like IBS stuff after that, like way less issues. And I was like, this is fucking crazy. And you can yeah. feel stuff like heat and blood flow. Like it was wild or like craniosacral stuff. So all the bones in the face are supposed to move. The ebb and flow is like cerebral spinal fills the area. And if you've had like concussions or been in a car accident or whiplash or like struggle with like migraines and stuff, sometimes it's because there's so much pressure because things get tight, just like joints, like things get tight and they don't move properly. It's the same with the bones in the face. So like, I was like, I don't, mm, I'm not sure. And like, they were talking about all like, you can have an emotional release. And I'm like, fuck that. That's witchcraft. Absolutely not. <laughs> Fucking happened to me on the table, of course, of everyone in the class. Like I was laying on the table they're doing like super light movements to your face. It barely feels like you're doing anything. My Fitbit legit thought I was running a marathon. I was like laying there, heart rate's like 60, boom, up to 120. I'm instantly in like a hot, like a cold sweat and like bawling uncontrollably. They had to do some like other stuff to calm me down. And then I was good and I was like, what the fuck just happened to me? <laughs> I need to know like, more. Oh, this is called like emotional release. It's super common. And I'm like, pardon you? Like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, there's like yeah. some stuff that like there's science behind it and stuff and other things you can't really explain. I'm like, I don't fucking know. But I'm like, yeah, I'm a hard sell. So I'm like, I'm glad it actually happened to me because I don't think I would have believed it otherwise. Yeah. And that's that's good though. I think that you went through it yourself and it kind of opened, yeah. like, opened your eyes up to that because otherwise it's hard to believe in a service you're trying to promote and sell mm -hmm. if you don't believe in it yourself. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Well, and, like the thing that I liked about it too, it's like it gave you more options to figure out why something is happening and looking at the body holistically so like someone comes in they're like my neck is fucked up like my shoulder hurts instead of working on the shoulder like for example I had a woman come in and like legitimately like this and she's like the left side of my neck hurts so much and I was like okay well it's not like that's because your body's trying to pull you back up to upright I'm like there is shit going on in like your ribs and lats that are the problem and she's like that's not where it hurts. I'm like, I don't care what you say. <laughs> if you're like this, the neck isn't the problem, obviously here. Like there's something else like looking at it more holistically and like seeing how they come in and they move and like getting them to do certain movements and like not just look at the specific joint, like look yeah. everywhere else. I never touched her neck. Her posture is great. She's never had headaches again. Like three sessions in, we were done. Like, yeah. So that's, that's one thing that I was like, very much a fan of um and then the neurokinetic therapy stuff i had been following them on like instagram and social media forever i got fired i'm like fuck it i got time let's take this course so that was literally my mentality 
Um, but the thing that I found super cool about it was like, cause I follow them on Instagram and like, if you don't, you should like the shit's unreal and so cool. And it will open up your eyes in so many ways, but it's like, okay, so this person's whatever their shoulder swing isn't good. It's actually cause their left hip is so tight and there's like a lack of like transmission between lats to glute. So they can't like rotate properly or it's not letting you rotate fully. And that's why that volleyball player swing is fucked up. It's not from their shoulder. It's from their fucking SI joint in the opposite hip. And it's like, pardon you so it's all like light muscle testing stuff trying to figure out dysfunctions you're able to see how things are related based on like testing them in sequence cool just because something's weak doesn't mean that it's not technically strong if something's tight doesn't mean that it's needs to be released because if it's tight it might be the only thing actually like creating stability and if you like just release that without figuring out why it's tight you're sending someone home with like a destabilized pelvis or a neck which that's why sometimes when you in a massage if like just luck of the draw if they release something that's really tight but it's the thing like trying to create stability then yep. that's why it doesn't stick that's why like three days later you're like oh fuck my neck still hurts it's tight for a reason yeah or it's quote-unquote tight for a reason yeah exactly yeah. so like if you're going to release it you have to activate something else to like restabilize yeah. the area or yeah. release something else that it's like trying to compensate for yeah i think the the word tight is thrown around <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Your pecs are tight. Your traps are tight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, why are your traps tight? And that's exactly it. Practitioners yeah. and people don't ask why. They're just like, okay, we'll get rid of it. I'm like, no, 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 no. There's a very crucial step that you're missing. And that is, yeah. why is it like that? And then, sure, releasing shit is great. But if you're not activating the thing that it's yeah. compensating for, like, you're only fixing half the problem. So it's not going to stick long term. You might get lucky. And like accidentally strengthen it when you're doing something else after you've like stretched your pec or whatever prior to working out. Yeah. But you need to figure out why it's going on. And that's why you got to ask about like when people are in car accidents, which way were they looking on impact? Like, were you looking to the left? That's going to tell me one side of the next probably like, it just gives you an idea as to where to go. Like people don't tell you the whole story or only part of it. And they're like, Oh, that was like 15 years ago. I'm like, doesn't matter if you don't fix that shit. It's with you forever. Your body yeah. just is like, okay, this is the new yeah. normal. And the yeah. amount of times, like I've heard like, Oh, did you do any physio for it? No. Did you do any kind of like treatment mm-hmm. for it? No, I just like rested and just stopped moving. And oh, I'm like, that's so just much. not what you do. And they're like, it still bugs me occasionally. And I'm like, how long ago was it? 15 years ago. <laughs> like, yeah. 15 years and you're still feeling pain, right? Well, that's just like, like things with like tendinopathy where they're like, oh yeah, I'm just resting it. I'm like, okay, hey, yeah, you want to rest it a bit to like get the inflammation down, the aggravation, but you have to like strengthen that tendon again to increase its load capacity. And if you're not doing that, you're just by resting, you're decreasing the load that it can actually like withstand. So then you're going to yeah. hurt it easier or aggravate it. Or, you know, just trying to explain that stuff to people. It's like challenging, obviously, but I just repeat myself in as many different ways as possible. And eventually one of the words you say just sticks. And they're like, ah, that yeah. makes sense. I'm like, ah, finally. <laughs> yeah. I think people are always so fixated on a certain area. They're like, oh, well, like it's, it's here. It's guaranteed it's, it's here. Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. usually I'll tell them like, okay, well, the pec is probably where you're feeling it, but the chances of it actually being the pec, unless you actually tore your pec are pretty mm-hmm. slim, right? So that's when you start looking at their, how's their scat moving, yeah, right? Or, exactly. or like, how's, how's, or how's their T-spine? And usually, usually as soon as I like, you're like, okay, well, let's do some extension work. They're like, Nothing. oh, wow, <laughs> my pec is good now. And I'm like, yeah, would you look at that? Yeah. Hey, like, oh, like, how's your rhomboids, right? Let's, let's go into some protraction, some upward rotation. And then they're like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, it actually hurts in like that front of the shoulder of the pec. 
and you release a rhomboids. And they're like, yeah. oh my God, that's Yeah. That's no, wild. it's super funny because you'll get people who come in, they're like, you can press harder. I'm like, because I usually do things fascially. I just find like the body accepts it a lot better. And a lot of people yeah. that I see are like in so much pain that like a deep tissue is just too much for their nervous system and they're just going to fucking that's tighten mean. up and it's not good. <laughs> that's uh, Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. Yeah, so like, right, sure. and then they're like, oh, it's the back of my hip. So honestly, I've done it a few times where I'll literally spend like two minutes like jabbing my elbow into someone's hip and then actually go do what I need to do because yeah. it gives them like a false feeling that you're like treating the problem yeah. <laughs> but I'm like yeah. okay three minutes of like what you think you need and then the yeah. rest the rest of like the 57 minutes is like actually fixing the problem <laughs> I'm, a, I'm I think I'm a pretty tough person until it comes to my calves my quads yeah. or or my rhomboids, or like my, or like the subscap. Any of those I was gonna areas, say, subscap like... is the bitch for me, <laughs> and she's always tight. And Terry's yeah. those two motherfuckers are the worst. Yeah, I'm always the like, worst. oh, this is this is a breeze, and then they're like, all right, subscap now. And I'm like, no. Yeah, I have one friend who like I had to like release it because he heard it arm wrestling when he was drinking one night, and I was like, oh yeah. my god, my friends are so stupid, and uh, <laughs> and he was like. I'm being honest, this is really uncomfortable. I'm like, I can tell because you're curling your toes, but you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I think I think one thing that just working in the in the field, again, kind of like on the topic of anatomy, mm-hmm. is people not having a good enough base level knowledge of like function and action and mm-hmm. all that stuff when it comes to muscles. Cause mm-hmm. I know a lot of PTs that will just kind of ixnay or like just ignore an injury or ignore like a problem and it's like well yeah and that then that's why like even what you said like well like why does it hurt or Mm -hmm. how often or when does it hurt the most or yeah they can even like pinpoint like when they hurt it or how they hurt it that could give you so much to work with right yeah huge well then people are like oh if it hurts let's just avoid it i'm like i don't know like you want to avoid it for like a small amount of time obviously or like trying to aggravate it more but the point is to get you back to the ability to do those movements again like yeah. are you telling me if you can't sit, like squat yeah you need to get to a point where you can lower yourself onto a toilet like let's be real here like yeah you're not yeah. going to avoid that we need to find a way to help you yeah but, yeah no it's crazy and <laughs> like whenever somebody's injured like i try to get them back into the gym as soon as possible it's probably not okay. doing what we were doing before but it's like mm-hmm. modifying building capacity and finding the what their threshold is at that point in time mm-hmm. and then just like modifying stuff as they kind of get more familiar with that move with those movements right because most people are like well should i be taking time off and i'm like well like it's a it's a shoulder injury like why can't you train your legs yeah or <laughs> like, your other arm yeah right? like yeah like, and then they usually think well i should like they told me to stay home i'm like well man it's brutal <laughs> honestly most of the clients that i treat have like by the time they try osteopathy they're like everyone's wrong and you're the last thing on my benefits wow me and i'm like perfect so they already don't trust their doctors so they're not listening to their doctors so i'm usually pretty good because when someone comes in like my doctor told me to ice it and just take advil i'm like oh fuck (laughs) like yeah uh yeah yeah the amount of times i've heard that too just like with people coming in and being like well how do you deal with your pain and they're like well advil and like it just doesn't hurt at this point during the day and like oh that's yeah actually had a client signed up recently um and she i was watching her squat and mm-hmm. um she went to like just like this massive anterior tilt when she was squatting mm-hmm. and i'm like do you have back pain when you squat she's like yeah how'd you know 
<laughs> I'm like, because you have next to no pelvic stability. I'm like, your ribs are here and your pelvis is way behind you. And I'm like, you like, let's just fix and organize you better. Yeah. And like, we did that. And she's like, oh my God. I'm like, I actually don't have back pain. And I'm like, how many, oh, yeah. like, how long have you had back pain for? And she's like, five years. I'm like, oh my God. It's crazy. It's crazy. No, like, but, usually there's like things in assessments that I'll do that are like super quick fixes. And they're like, oh shit, that's unreal. I'm like, how has nobody told you this already? Like, it's super frustrating. But yeah. Like, the, oh, the barrier to brutal. entry is just, the barrier to entry, I think, is just low. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, cause there's oh, totally. a lot, there's a lot of entry. Not like, I don't know, I'm trying to put this in a way that I'm not going to get canceled. I think. Oh um, man, this shit I post on social media, like the trolls are unreal. So yeah, it's- yeah, okay, we'll roll with it. We'll roll with it. So I think, I think <laughs> if I'm the- on it, you're gonna get trolls. I'm sorry, this is how this works. <laughs> so I think that any any kind of course just to get you kind of in in mm-hmm. the space working is good, but I think mm-hmm. you need to very soon realize which direction you want to go with it. And I think most mm-hmm. people push that off. They push that off until they like they need to start trying to develop their skills. Whereas like right from the beginning, you should be trying to like find and like tune your skills that you lack and just try to be more like well-rounded and just know how to coach. Cause it's like, I don't know. I think there's too many times I've heard before. It's like, well, you know, we've been doing this forever, but like, you know, it always hurts. And I'm like, well, has your PT not tried to switch anything out? And then mm-hmm. Like they don't factor in a lot of variables. So it's like, okay, well, oh, yeah. stuff just needs to change. Like, I don't know. Well, and I, people I just, are too married to their plans too, right? Like, yes, you have to have your plan and progressively overload, obviously. Like I'll preach that all damn day. But like if someone comes in and they're like, oh, I'm super stressed out. Like we're probably going to do some mobility, some super light stuff, do like some yeah. smaller periphery shit. Like yeah, that's going to benefit them so much more in the long run. Still, They're still going to get results. Like, yeah, yeah. And yeah. also the other thing is, is like, as soon as you think, you know, everything, your career is dead. Yeah. Like, that's my biggest thing. People are like, oh man, you took so many things. I'm like, yeah, because realistically, when you think of the whole body, we yeah. know fucking nothing. Let's be honest. <laughs> like we're yeah. guessing a lot of the time. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yes, there's lots of things that are proven, but like, if you're able, cause like, then you have more tools out of your toolbox. Like that was my issue with osteopathy. I like my, like my rules, my lists, my order, all that kind of stuff. And then I had my first client and I was like, oh my God, there's like, I'm like, how do you know what to do first? And they're like, well, it depends on the client. I'm like, what the actual fuck? Like, I was like, that was so anxiety producing to me. Cause I'm like, there's no, there's no like, script. Yeah. I'm like, there's what no the guide. Hell? There's no, there's no guidebook. Yeah. So you need to like get better at just like meeting a person where they're at and like going with your intuition with some stuff. Yeah. yeah and yeah. like, yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. I I think it's the tools. It's the difference between being a trainer or just being like a therapist and actually like helping coach them. Yeah, it's like you need to be able to modify stuff and be able to work around injuries, but also being able to think of stuff on the fly. Like kind of like what you mentioned just there was like I was talking about that with actually another trainer too. Like if a client comes in and they're like, I can tell like just by looking at them, they look tired, they look stressed, like they look like they're just not wanting to be there. It's like well. Like, let's just talk about what, how your day was and let's just do some mobility mm-hmm. stuff and some breathing work. And then usually by the end, they're like, I they feel, feel so, so much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's like that. Or we could have done like example, right? Like we could have done your five by five, but like, they're not going to be mentally there. Mm-hmm. So that actually puts them at more of a risk already of injury. Yeah. So it's like, okay, hey, well, like, why don't, why don't we just throw you onto like, 
that you know what probably do first would like throw you into a pendulum see how you are mm-hmm. it's like okay well if they're still not there it's like well like what's going on and like yeah. that's the stuff that we don't we don't talk about but it's like just part of the job oh yeah well and like stress is stress and exercise is stress like people don't get that and it drives me fucking crazy and people are like calories in calories out i'm like fuck you gotta mitigate your stress first if you don't like you're fucked like yeah you can have the best fucking workout plan ever and like be pretty down on your nutrition but if you're not sleeping enough and your stress is like through the roof you are not going to see improvements and i will argue that all damn day that's why i track stress and energy levels and i track like sleep and stuff and like quality of sleep because it's like that's all little stuff that can play a huge factor. And like when, when a client stress goes down, like I think that's a big win. So I'm like, that's, that's awesome mm-hmm. that your stress is low. Cause like, like you mentioned before, like stress can halter so much of their progress. Oh, so much. And like digestion is super shitty when you're stressed. Like that's a whole nervous system response. Like let's yeah. be honest, if digestion is shitty. You don't feel good in the gym or like at all. Like I don't care what anyone says. If you're feeling gassy, bloated, constipated, like yeah, you're not going to perform well at all. Yeah. And you're not going to be in a good mood. So oh, and it's also going to affect like your, your meal timing, right. And it's going to mm-hmm. affect your pre-workout meal, your post-workout meal, which yeah. will affect your recovery, which will affect your performance, which will, it's all, yeah. uh, increases connect- inflammation. Yeah. It connects all it. And this is why I think like, yes, going to one PT course is great, but you need to take more and more and more. And like, because these are the things that you will learn. Like yeah. you have to understand all of that stuff. Like I'm taking a gut health course and like, taking a, a course on like some hormone stuff too. And it's like, fuck, this explains so much of my perimenopausal women. Like, damn it. <laughs> you know, yeah, I'm just like, yeah. fuck, I've been in the game for nine years already. Yeah. No. And like, that's a big thing too. Cause my first job was good life. That was like good life Clairview and okay. here in Edmonton. And, uh, I came out of there thinking that I was like big deal. Cause I was like, Oh yeah. Hot I'm, shit. I'm, I'm yeah. like, CSAP, you know, and, they, and then quickly I was like, I know nothing. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> and, then, and you then see I people go, post shit sometimes and you're like oh that doesn't make sense yeah i've been fucking that up for a <laughs> long time <laughs> yeah and then and then i and then i joined the prescript crew and i was like i i know nothing even more now i yeah. know i know way less than i thought i know so but i think that mentality is good like it, it pushes you mm-hmm. to be better and always kind of like just pushing to like develop your mm-hmm. skills and just be a better pt in general um, because I think if, like you said before, the moment that you think that you know everything, you're actually at a huge loss. Oh, yeah. And you, do, you, and you don't know what you don't know. Like, yeah, that's a huge thing. I tell my clients that all the time, like, fuck, like, I feel like I've done everything right. I'm like, yeah, but you don't know the things that you don't know to help you be successful. Like, I know that's fucked up and that's super shitty, but like, yeah, you don't know what you don't know. Like, that's when it comes to nutrition. I'm like, it's not just exercise more and eat less. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, like. There's so much more to think about, like so yeah. much more, but yeah. yeah, you don't know what you don't know. That's just the fact of it. <laughs> um, so how for like somebody, let's say that they're pretty, I don't know, like obviously there's, there's a bit of a difference with working with like someone who's a bit more of like an athlete mm-hmm. or have like uh, specific goals with fitness or somebody mm-hmm. that's just wanting to get like, quote unquote, we hear it all the time, healthier. Yeah. Um, but how could neurokinetics and osteopathy help somebody who's mm. just wanting to improve their overall health um, mm-hmm. or an athlete? Yeah. Okay. So with athletes, um, I love working on acute injuries because it's super fun to blow their minds. Like I just, it's I just, I really like it where I'm like, don't do all these fucking exercises. I'm like, here's a thing that's a compensating for this. You fix it. Boom. You're done. You do that before every workout, before every game. 
And like, then your nervous system's already like, turn this shit off, turn this thing on, boom, you're good to go. Injury risk decreases substantially, range of motion strength goes up, you're good to go. Um, so like, if, especially for athletes, if you have like, even like a sprained ankle, like you sprained an ankle fucking 10 years ago, and it's always kind of like, eh, just go see one, like, especially a neuroconnect therapist, they'll assess, it's usually like one ligament to another, fix that shit up for you, they'll teach you how to rehab it yourself, and then you're good to go, like it's fucking unreal. Sweet. Um, cool. In terms of like, general pop um again like chronic pain stuff if you've had like a surgery a long time ago and like you find that like that side of your body in general just feels really tight it usually has to do with like that one scar like an appendix scar or whatever it is like people are super shocked about that shit it helps you so much um yeah honestly it helps just like improving your range of motion it can help with your gut health like if you're someone who gets chronic headaches if you're in a prolonged posture for a long amount of time so like desk workers if you can like teach them, cause it's not always like pecs is tight and back is like weak. Like sometimes it's something else. Like sometimes it's like rhomboids are compensating for whatever infraspinatus or something fucking wild. And sometimes the compensations yeah. don't make sense. Like your body just guards to guard and like biomechanically, sometimes it's like, I have no idea what the fuck your body is doing. Yeah. I've learned not to question it. You just treat what you fucking find. And like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Honestly. No, 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 for sure. For sure. Yeah. But yeah. yeah and, like, context is so important too like especially with that like people won't typically ask they just assume like oh you're at a desk job and it's like well which way is their computer yeah and like which way are they constantly rotating to right because people mm-hmm. don't think about that or they don't think about like oh he's a desk worker but he also let's play say he plays softball mm-hmm. twice a week but then if you didn't ask you're just like oh you're a desk worker so you're sedentary yeah but then well, they- like i have a dental hygienist who is always working to her right kind of rotated so her left arm is always sticking out yeah. and like her was it her left pec is really tight for all her left external rotators, which is like super fucking problematic. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, she's yeah. always turned to the right. So like basically her whole like left thoracal lumbar fascia, like that whole like oblique sling in the back is like, yeah. it's so weak. So like her exercises literally like release that left pec and then like band rotations to the left yeah, feels yeah. so much better after. And gain like, her just and gain her just work more on that function. Okay, mm-hmm. like work work more with like that opposite hip and opposite shoulder stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So that's something like, that I think is yeah. a lot of stuff about too. I think something that's obviously like ignored a lot too is that like mm-hmm. posterior oblique sling or that anterior sling too, right? Because mm-hmm. like that's how the body works in function and that's how it works in unison. So it's like it's pretty common. And I like how you talked about that too. It's like if somebody has a shoulder issue, it's like well, it's actually probably stemming from their ground force. So it's like mm-hmm. how's their hip. And then it's like almost always, if you get, if you assess the opposite hip, there's an issue with like their IR or their yeah. ER or. Well, and if like you the, like watch people walk, it's like, does their pelvis move? Does, does it hike up? Does one side kind of just like stay here and go up while the other one just goes down? Like there's so much to watch for. And like, it becomes like overwhelming sometimes, obviously, but I always go with the first thing that jumps out at me. Cause like, that's usually where it starts. Yeah. Or like start the pelvis and work your way up kind of thing. So if pelvis isn't stable, everything below and above gets fucked up. So there's yes. that too. <laughs> yeah. That's why like when I get a client initially, like one of the first things is like, well, can you actually stack and stabilize? And I'm like teaching them what it feels like to be stacked. Cause most mm-hmm. of the time they don't know what mm-hmm. it actually feels like to like have core tension. Yeah. And they're like the word bracing is just tossed around. It's like, well, brace yeah. your abs. And I'm like, well, what does bracing even actually mean? Unless you know mm-hmm. what bracing means yeah. you're just like oh i'm just gonna push my abdominal wall out 
And I'm like, that does a whole lot of nothing if you're just like way too anterior tilted. So exactly. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's cool. And also like, I know for me, like obviously with you, it's a little bit different, but I think a lot of it too, is knowing like what's within your scope, like just obviously knowing like, okay, we'll try these things. But end of the day, like if none of this stuff works, like go see a physio Mm -hmm. and then I'm like around all of the time. Yeah. And like, well, like for you, it's different because you have, you know, your osteopathy and your neuroconnects, mm-hmm. but like, and I'll get them to be like, Hey, like let your physio contact me, you know, give them, a, give me a write up of like what, how the appointment went. So that way we can kind of accommodate it into the program. Cause it's like, you're seeing a physio like once a week, but if they're seeing me like two to three times a week, it's like, okay, well, it's important to make sure that we're having that balance. Cause like, obviously yeah, you're not like negating it. Exactly. And I can factor mm-hmm. it into the, to the plan and to making adjustments. Cause uh, she had a client recently that she, dislocated her shoulder so like what i had planned i was like none of this is gonna be good now so we're just gonna <laughs> yeah <laughs> revamp okay yeah <laughs> week one to four scratch it yep no yeah, <laughs> exactly yeah oh man it, that's too funny it's cool though to just like to know also like those aha moments for clients or for yourself it's like well you try some things if it helps awesome um, but end of the day though, like I'm, I have no issue with being like, I don't know. Oh, I yeah. don't know. And like, I don't want to assume that I know and tell you that I know, mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to tell you what I think it is. I'll give the massage or the physio a write up of what I think it is. But end of the day, like I don't have as much ex- experience of the, as them, not as much schooling and we're more movement based. I'm like, I, yeah. Yeah. I never no, assume. it's no, it's really good to refer out. And I always tell people, I'm like, if you come back and there's zero improvement, because like sometimes you'll see some improvement, but it just says it's not what you want. Like you got to still like work at it, obviously. But I'm like, if there's zero change or it gets worse, the best part is I've got like 17 other things we can try and like 40 people I can refer you out to. So like, you're not going to come here and have me do the exact same thing and expect yeah. different results. Cause that's the shit that drives me crazy. Is like when people go to like a practitioner and do the exact same thing every time and there's no change, I'm like, you're not fucking solving the problem. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Do something yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Or it's like, oh, you graduated from the from the blue band to the yellow band this week. So yeah. Applause. <laughs> applause. Congratulations. That's crazy. You're like awesome. Sweet. Yeah. And then I'm just like, well, and then that's why it's like, well, it's it's so important to assess from a larger standpoint and be able to kind of like zoom out and be like, okay, well. Yeah this is the issue, but like, where did the issue stem from? Especially if it wasn't like an acute injury. Yeah. Like obviously oh, an exactly. acute injury is a little bit easier to work with, but like if it's like a chronic injury, it's like, okay, well, that's what I try to do with, even with my clients. So I was like, well, why are they having the chronic injury? Mm-hmm. And it's like, it forces you to kind of like evaluate. And if you're changing stuff, that's probably good. I think yeah. if you're just- When you have to have like a program. curious mind, like if you yeah. don't have a curious mind, like you're not helping anyone. Yeah, I don't know. That's just my like take on stuff. Like, my if you're not genuinely curious as to where it's where it's coming from and stuff, like, yeah, you know, some people just get comfortable and like they have yeah. a reputation. They're like, oh, I'm good now. And I'm like, fuck that, man. You gotta yeah. keep learning because like the amount of shit that gets like discovered in our field is in fucking insane. Like, fascia only became what like recognized as an organ like three or four years ago. We were just cutting that shit away in surgeries before. Turns out super essential (laughs) turns out it's actually needed and essential and a thing yeah Yeah. so yeah that thing you've been throwing away it's actually yeah it's actually not bad (laughs) yeah it's like super important like when i went and did like a guest lecture at the university i was like talking about it and they're like what like what is the what is this i'm like 
well, you guys aren't going to learn about it for like another 15 years. There has to be like X amount of studies and shit. And like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it blows my fucking mind. It's insane. That's why I like courses better. Like university is great. Don't get me wrong. Fucking loved it. One of the best times of my life. But like investing in yourself and taking new courses, like I like that way more because you are learning stuff as it's coming out as opposed to like waiting for it to get written to a curriculum, which can take four fucking ever. Yeah. And the thing with courses too, is like with lots of them being very hands-on is like, you can literally apply it that like that mm-hmm. day, or you can apply it like the next day in your own training. Exactly. And it's very applicable. Right. Whereas like, not that again, I think university and like just post-secondary in general teaches you very useful tools. It teaches oh, you how totally. to think differently and like gives you mm-hmm. a good baseline to work with. But it's like end of the day though, it's like, well, you still have to be able to apply in theory and application are different mm-hmm. things. And it's good for like teaching you like what's legitimate shit and what's not, you know, like to assess studies and like, is this actually like valid? Is it good? Cause like really you can find a study to like support whatever the fuck you want nowadays. Oh, right. Course. Like it's not that hard anything. to find like carbs, good carbs, bad strength versus cardio. Like you can find anything to like yeah. support your beliefs. Let's be honest. Right. So it's yeah. like being able to have those like tools and stuff and then see how it applies in practice and like those theories and stuff you get to see it in real time because sometimes there's a disconnect between like studies and like real life application. So that's kind of like what you were mentioning earlier in the podcast where it was like, when you start osteopathy, it's like, I don't have something to follow. That's terrifying, but it's like people are different though than what a book says. Right. So then Mm -hmm. that's one thing that they don't teach you in in NPT or they probably teach you in uni is like, well, this is what you should do. But sometimes you have to scratch that whole thing and fly by the seat of your pants a little bit and just be like, Exactly. We're going to do something that's just different than probably what you've experienced or what you've tried. It might work. If it does, awesome. If it doesn't, we'll try something else. Yeah. Well, then like, even like cadaver labs, you know, you go into a cadaver lab, you go with your textbook, everything's nice and color coded and organized. And then you look at the cadaver and you're like, this shit does not look the same. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck am I looking at? You know, like, it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> depends on the person and like what they've done and yeah it's fucking crazy but that's why like that's good though because it and like i, I used to hate it depends because i used to get it all the that's time that's the answer for fucking everything <laughs> <It> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i remember we used to ask our, our one teacher all the time and he'd be he'd always start with well well it, it depends and yeah, like we, at the time we were always like what this doesn't answer anything but cool. now I understand. Yeah. I get it. Because like like, science, it's not really like it depends, right? Like there's like an answer usually, but like real life application, it's like, uh, like we're not like one dimensional. Like we've got so many fucking factors in our lives and like genetics and hormones and what you've done, what you haven't done. Like it's fucking crazy. Well, like just context in general or like biomechanics and like there's a lot of variables that have to be considered so that's why i get that it depends now by the mm-hmm. time it was frustrating i was like oh 100%. Is, this, is this just a lazy answer it depends <laughs> yeah 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 no exactly or like depends how like your femur how long it is compared to your tib or whatever and it's like how the fuck do you even know this shit you're never gonna measure anyone and it's like you see someone squat and you're like ah i understand now (laughs) but you like don't clue that in until like whatever how many years experience and shit that you have or whatever and i know it can be frustrating for like people just starting out because like when i was training like when i was the pt manager at a gym here in the city 
and like training the trainers. We did like a squat assessment thing. And I was like, Hey, like, look how this is moving. And there's a shift. You're like, how the hell do you know where to start? And I'm like, well, just look like I would have never picked up on that. I'm like, yes, but I also have like a stupid amount of reps. You're in year one. Like it's going to take time, but these are things that you can try and do. Like, yeah. Yeah. Cause it can be super fucking overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I think a big issue and this is something that I've even like experienced recently was like, just because something works for you does not mean it's going to work for somebody in front of you. So like, 100%. this is kind of like, this is a blueprint to follow. And I even put that in my post, like when I'm doing my reels and stuff, it's like, okay, well, this is a blueprint. There's going to be lots of times where this won't apply for you. And mm-hmm. like, you're going to have to make little minute changes and change certain things about it just so that, that way it does work for you. Mm-hmm. And there's been lots of assessments too, where I'm like, you shouldn't be able to squat like this, but you right? can right and i'm like (laughs) yeah and i'm like i'm like you're hitting like perfect depth your tip torso is awesome you're not getting ankle caving no butt winking i'm like but then you like change their stance to fit their structure more or what you think is going to fit their structure more and then all of a sudden they get like all hell breaks loose and i'm like okay well like this shouldn't work but it is oh man like i had someone come in with like posture fucking sideways shoulders cave forward and i was like there is no way this person is gonna have like any external rotation in the shoulder. This girl was like hypermobile. And I was like, okay. Okay. This but is looking, super nervous system shit yeah. to do. Like obviously, <laughs> but like yeah. what? Like it I was like, I'm not gonna be able to fix this girl because like where her body holds isn't correct. But like tension wise, yeah. there is there is no tension. So yeah. then it was like, okay, this is all like nervous system based stuff that we gotta kinda like work on because like yeah, I mean, we got it to work, which is great, but I was like, like at, at first glance, I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> like, oh yeah, 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 I may have met my match. <laughs> <laughs> but you like, you just look at them when they come in, you're like, oh man. But that's the thing is like, people that are hypermobile typically have like absolutely no proprioception, so they just have no Zero. idea where, where they are. They're just like, they just mm-hmm. move, and you're like, that looks good, and they're like, oh, really? Like, yeah. well, that's how does why it feel, I'll do- right? Yeah, like, so for her, like, you would touch, it doesn't feel like it's, like, tight or anything, but I'm, like, no, like, her nervous system is just, like, not aware of where the fuck shit is, so, like, worked on her pecs, got her to do some, like, external rotation rowing stuff, and then her body actually, like, sat good, just, like, standing, and I was, like, fuck, yeah, nervous system is on, we're good, but it wasn't, like, a tone issue, it's, like, your nervous system's ability to figure out where the fuck it is in space and who's supposed to be doing what, Yeah. I just want to say like from what I know anyways, people that are hypermobile just like don't have that same um, like relationship or ability to actually feel their neurons and like have them fire properly yeah. like, like you or I can. So mm-hmm. they don't really know when like what an end range is. Whereas for yeah, me exactly. or you, it's like we can feel an end range before we're hitting it. <laughs> yeah, because it stops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But for them, they're just like, oh, we just keep going. Hey, we just keep yeah. going. We just jump yeah. past it slightly, go to the left a little bit, take the first right. Yeah. Oh, it's like, yeah. no, and that's, and that's, that's crazy. Cause it's like, they shouldn't be able to move like that, but they mm-hmm. can. And I've had oh, some yeah. people where it's like, they'll come in. I'm like, they're super sedentary, not very active. They haven't played sports in a long time. You know, like, let's say they're just a, a parent and I'm like, yeah, you're they're not going to squat. And then I throw them into like just an overhead squat just to see like how they're functioning. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty good. And I'm shocked. I'm like, okay, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, awesome. So you have decently functioning hips and decently stable pelvis and your shoulders aren't bad so i'm like cool yeah fucking crazy no it's actually insane that's that's why i love it because like you will be shocked all the time and you get so much variety and like oh i just love it so much (laughs) 
Uh, th- that's why like people people always ask like how do you do this so much like how are you in the gym so often and like how do you and it's like well because i like it it's like it's yeah. it's like i'm passionate about it and, like it's that's why I, I do the podcast too it's like i just have people come on that can talk about their experiences but the, that are also passionate about what they do mm-hmm. and like it, it shows in like oh, what totally. you do for for content or i'm just putting mm-hmm. putting stuff out but then also like your clients it's like reflective of of you and how you value yourself because it's like you could just do a pt course and then never do any refreshers and yeah. just be if like, you're in it for the money your career is not going to do well let's be honest <laughs> yeah yeah you have to love it in the only have- way and you have to be willing to put in the time, right? Like I've been, mm-hmm. I've been in as long as you have, but like I've been doing it for like three years now. Mm-hmm. And like, even the change from like my first to my third, like I feel like it's quite a bit, but I still feel like green. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No. And I feel like that too with my osteos. It's only been a year that I've been practicing that. And I mean, I have lots of tools in my toolbox from like other things, right? And I'm always constantly learning and whatever, but like, there's still just so much to learn. And I think if you keep that in mind, it makes you a better practitioner because you, you kind of go in with the air, like a bit of caution almost being like, okay, I think it's this, but like, you have to be open to the fact that like, it might not be right. Or yeah, like, you might yeah, have yeah. An answer, or you'll have to do some research or whatever, but yeah. yeah. And like, it's okay to not know, but then it's also good to have resources that you can find out mm-hmm. or so you can like refer to like someone that you trust too. And that's a, it's yeah. a big thing is having a bunch of like a network of people that you can you it's can huge. trust and that you actually feel confident being like, Hey, this is, this is so-and-so they need this. Like mm-hmm. hopefully you can take care of it. Cause that even that takes quite a bit to build up to that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I have my go-to Cairo, a couple physios, a couple massage therapists. Like I'm very like picky. If, if, and if I think it'll <laughs> help then great. But like first, pers- yeah. like passion and personality matter and yeah. like, yeah, how they like treat the clients and stuff. Because if I refer someone out and they're not good, then I lose credibility even if I did a great treatment for them. Know what I mean? Like people don't realize yeah. it. It affects your reputation because it affects 100%. your say. So then they they probably won't go back to you again and be like, oh, who would you recommend for this? They're going to you because they trust you. So if they're going to yeah. be in like, hey, I need to see a, a physio or a massage, mm-hmm. who should I go to? It's because they value your opinion. They exactly. wouldn't be going to you if they didn't care. Yeah. So, um, exactly. so to kind of, I guess, wrap some things up here, if, what do you do with some of your own clients um, and the habits that you try to reinforce? So like, obviously, um, as you know, it can be hard to get people to like adhere and (laughs) stick with stuff that you try to give them. So like, obviously like you can do a lot in a matter of like a session or like a couple of weeks. But what's some stuff that you try to really reinforce to try to actually get people to adhere and stick with the like, quote unquote, the rehab. Process. Okay, so I educate the fuck out of them during the whole hour session that I have. Like I like explain why I'm doing things, how it's gonna help, like explain the cause of their pain. And then when I give them their like rehab, I start talking about their rehab, what I'm gonna get them to do even before I'm done, like the hands-on stuff, being like, if you do this, this helps turn this off and turn this on, and like that's gonna help reduce your pain. But I also link it to like because I'm very big on like connection with the client. I'm a super extroverted I love hearing people's stories and like where they come from and what's important to them and things like that so when you're also doing the re like talking about that I try to tie it into like something that's valuable for them so for example yeah whatever, let's say it's a desk desk worker um and like constantly getting headaches or something I'm like okay if you release this side of your neck activate this side 
do that morning and night before you work, before you sit at your desk, it'll take you two minutes. I'm like very quick, short rehab plans, because if you give people a laundry list of shit, like I'm not going to do all of them. So I'm going to do none of them. So I'm like, (laughs) keep that shit. If if a physio gives you 12 exercises, are you going to do them? Hell no, no. absolutely not. I give people two max four. it's like quick stress with like stretch or like lacrosse ball release quick activation, whether it's like trying to turn on like a CMs with rotation or whatever the fuck it is. Literally it will take them two minutes. I'm like this twice a day. This is all I want you to do. And they're like, that's it. I'm like, that is fucking it. Because then when you come back, we can, and you were doing this, then we know if this is in fact the problem, if you don't do it, then we're fucking just guessing again. So I'm like trying to educate it, tie it into things that are important to them be like, if you do this, it's just like, whatever, practicing basketball free throws. You can't expect to like, be perfect at it and have things change if you only like yeah. sporadically do it kind of thing. I'm like, we're trying to break an old habit and build a new one at the same time. That's going to take reps, but I give two to four items and that is it because otherwise they're like, oh, I don't have time to do all of them. So I'm not even going to do one. So like I cut it down a ton. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of valuable points from what you said there too. It's like you, don't want to give them too much because like you mentioned, like they're already trying to create a new habit and slightly change their current behaviors by making time for their, for their rehab stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you're also giving them like a half an hour rehab thing, it's like, okay, well, I hardly have enough time to just work out. And Mm -hmm. you now want me to add on a half an hour rehab movement before I work out. That's like, it's probably not going to happen. But then also too, like, like you mentioned, you don't want to give them so much stuff that you don't know what's actually helping. Exactly. Because if you give them like 12 things, it's like, well, how can you actually narrow down what's actually helping them? Oh, yeah. When it's like, it could be five of them or six of them. You're not figuring out the why. Yeah. And like the amount of clients that I come in, they're like, well, my physio wants me to do this, but I just don't have time. And they show me on their phone. And I'm like, this is a fuck. (laughs) I wouldn't do it either. Like, I'm going to be totally honest. That's a hard no for me. I am lazy. Like, I like to just get in and get out and like stamp my rehab. Like, Anytime that I've ever had successful rehab when I was younger was because yeah. I was given like two things to do. And that was it. Because yeah. if it was more than that, I was like, fuck that shit. I'm 17. I know everything. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you, you don't want the marathon equivalent of your rehab work. Yeah. Yeah. You want exactly. like a five, you want like a 5k. It's like, okay, yeah. this exactly. is doable. This is like, this is, you look at that and you're like, this isn't overwhelming. This isn't terrifying. You look at the, a marathon based one. It's like, okay, this is like, this is not happening. I'm not yeah, able exactly. To do this. And then just give them the why. You know, that's the like that's a huge thing. I'm like, okay, you want to do this because when you're sitting at your desk, you're like this all the time. So if we don't release this, then things are never going to get better. But yeah. if you don't do this and then try to strengthen this, then like you can be as strong as you want here. It's so tight. It's not letting you actually get to where you need to be. So like trying to like explain the process of like release and strengthen. The people are like, ah, that makes sense. And like when, when it makes logical sense to people, they're way more likely to do it because they like, they trust you. They're not just like, oh, I just want me to get stronger. It's like, no, no, like this is the problem, this, and then this, this is why. And then people are like way more compliant, way more. Yeah. Like that's how I try to be with a lot of like what I coach. It's like, well, we're doing this because I see it being valuable in this sense. Mm -hmm. And like, sometimes I find myself over explaining that's just how I am. I like to talk uh, me a lot. Too. I, I could like talk to overexplain stuff. I like to overexplain <laughs> stuff. And people, sometimes people, I'll see clients like just looking at me, but they're not really listening. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. okay. 
supraspinatus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> sure. External That's what? a word. <laughs> yeah. Extra fries? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so like I find for me, like I almost will try to intentionally over explain so that way mm-hmm. there's no questions because rather over explain something and have there be no issues of, um, how this is relevant exactly. than being like, okay, this should help with training your lat. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. No, like yeah. providing the value and the why that's, it's huge, 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 huge. And I'm, I'm a pretty firm believer of like, if it's in a program, you should be able to explain why it's in there. So there should never 100%. be a point, there should never be a point in time where like somebody challenges you and being like, oh, I actually don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a good tricep movement. Like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, exactly. It's, it, it's funny. We, we actually had, we had a new practicum student at, at, uh, at Movadi because that's where I'm doing like my in-person stuff mm-hmm. and he, he was shadowing me for a lot of it and um i'm trying to keep that same mindset of like because you'd question why i had stuff in the program yeah. so i'm just like let's imagine like i always just have a practicum student with yeah. me so that way i'm prepared to explain everything and there's mm-hmm. never going to be that time where i'm like oh this is a a, a rear delt movement because because why not yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> well, like I had actually a practicum student shadowing me or, uh, yeah, shadowing me. And he, I was like, yeah, feel free to ask questions, whatever. Um, and I got a little, got a little mad cause like the client that I had, he has a shoulder separation. Like it's like clavicle divot <laughs> arm. <Oof. laughs> like it's bad. <laughs> and it's been like that for a very long time. And we were doing, I can't remember what exercise, He's like, well, you should really do this more. I'm like, yeah, but his shoulder is separated. So like, we can't do that. This is going to be more effective in like helping improve this, yada, yada, whatever. And he was like, kind of like, well, no, like we were taught, like when you do this movement, it's like this. And I'm like, oh my God, like context, like there's a history that you don't know. Like there's injury, like protocols and stuff. And it's, he's not going to move the way you would anticipate a normal person to move that didn't have a fucking separated shoulder. Like that shit is different. And I I think there needs to be that explanation of like a separation and a dislocation are different things. Yeah. I don't think people realize that they are different things. So the way that you rehab something is going to be different because of the variance and the variability of the injuries. So I think it's like, okay, well Mm -hmm. like, and also there's going to be times where like we talked about before earlier, it's like they might, they shouldn't have range there or they shouldn't have stability there, but mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Or it's like, this would be what we would do normally, but this man doesn't have a delt here. So exactly. we can't do that. <laughs> exactly. Or like I had a guy who came in and has his infraspinatus is gone, like tore off and it was tore off for a very long time. So I didn't bother like reattaching it. So like he literally, if you <laughs> touch his scap, it's like, like it's not there it's not there so of course is like terry's and shit like that they're super jacked up trying to like create more stability and shit and like for it yeah yeah and it's like you want some of that but not too much and like you know what i mean like yeah yeah. it's wild yeah the shit you will see is just like damn i thought i saw it all that was a new one that was cool and you get rare cases that just challenge the way that you think. And like, mm-hmm. usually the ones that just make you rethink of everything that you thought was right are the good ones. Yeah. Oh, totally. And then I'm like, oh man, I wonder if that would work for this person. Or you think back and you're like, fuck, I should have done that with so-and-so seven years ago. I fucked up. 
yeah yeah and like i i don't know i'm the kind of person where i'll just like i'll take it home and i'll be like like why mm-hmm. i need to always know why I'm yeah like, i need to understand what the issue is because i'm like that's how my brain is yeah no but the people who ask why are the people who will do well like that's that's a guarantee (laughs) i guarantee that for sure and it's just that's just how i am i I thought before it was a bad thing but maybe it's a good thing (laughs) no i mean my teachers fucking hated it like (laughs) oh my god i feel like looking back now i'm like shit but you know what it like it makes me better at what i do but like i'm like fuck no wonder the props are like (laughs) bitch sit down (laughs) it was like quick question why (laughs) always or my hand go up and they're just like uh yes and i'm like i have a question they're like of course you fucking do <laughs> what about this have you thought about this yeah. oh, awesome man. awesome so just to wrap it up if what would be some advice um that you'd give to somebody that would be interested in going this route with their career um so obviously you know a lot of kinese students could probably go the route that you went mm-hmm. um or even, you know, like different practitioners as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so if somebody's interested in doing the osteopathy and the neurokinetics, what mm-hmm. would you advise that they do, don't do? Yeah. So first of all, I'd like go shadow someone because, and like find out what their background is. Cause like there's seven of us in Saskatoon. The way I treat is not like anyone else treats. Cause I have the kin background. I do more like a physio style the neurokinetic stuff like I treat super different than like because lots of osteopaths are a little bit more like lighter touch more holistic very um like I don't know like almost like massage-esque more um and like they don't chat as much during their treatments and stuff whereas like I will talk your ear off all goddamn day so like trying to see like how different people treat to figure out what it is that you want and go get a treatment like go see like like if that's something that you're interested in, because like yeah. with neuroconnect therapy, you can think you're healthy and like everyone has conversations everywhere. So it's kind of cool to like experience, but like go get treated by someone and then like find someone, just like pick their, pick their brain a little bit. Um, for osteopathy, you can do, if you're a massage therapist or someone with like a lot of like hands-on experience, if you've taught and stuff like that, you can challenge the one year. Um, it's like a, there's a couple that'll do like a accelerated course. It's like one or two years. Or you can go do the full program, which is four years. Um, but again, just depends kind of where you are and where you're starting. Neurokinetic therapy, you can take it if you're any, like kinesiologists can take it. Trainers can, you're just not allowed to do like manual releases. Like you have to get your practitioner to do it with like, a, or your client to do it with like a lacrosse ball or like a stretch instead. Because um, like you're technically like hands-on is out of scope for like trainers. I should do it. Um, but uh, so you can do, yeah, neurokinetic therapy, any body workers. So like massage therapists, chiros, physios, uh, osteopaths, ATs, ETs, uh, acupuncturists, I know who have taken it. Um, and it's just a really good assessment tool to figure out like what the fuck is going on with their body, basically. Um, like you can test like if eye muscles and like things in the throat, like it's Whoa. super cool. Whoa. yeah I should, it, I should do that that sounds interesting yeah, it's that sounds so like cool. right up my like, alley yeah and then try alley. and yeah. check out um like because there's level one two and three for neuroconnect therapy level one is like strictly muscle to muscle level two is like a little bit of movement patterns um and like scar tissue i want to say and then level three is like will blow your fucking mind where you're like i feel like everything i learned before is wrong because it's like a different mm-hmm. integration of everything it's um just, yeah, yeah like it's it's crazy but yeah, try and find like a level three neuroconnect therapist um, and like go get treated by them. It will blow your goddamn mind. 
It is so yeah. cool. If you're in Saskatchewan, you got to come see me. Other than that, like in Alberta and stuff, there's more. And in BC, yeah. there's lots as well. But go get a treatment. Cool. I think that's the best way to figure out like what it is. And then check what their like credentials are prior. Like if they're a physio or like if they have a kin degree or whatever it is, like what their background mm-hmm. is. So that you can find someone closer that aligns with like what you would want to do kind of thing. Yeah. It's all about finding somebody that like kind of aligns more with your values and kind exactly. of what you value as being important and like as far as your scope and your practice right mm-hmm. yeah that's cool I, I actually didn't know that you could take neurokinetics just like in general so actually we'll probably mm-hmm. look into that for sure because it yeah. sounds like something that could just help the way that i train myself too and then just my clients yeah yeah so like uh level one is like muscle to muscle stuff level two you get like a little bit more into like movement-based stuff um level one was helpful but then once i took level two i'm like oh fuck i was i feel like i was doing everything wrong because you just you basically learn how to test in level one you don't really yeah. learn all the other stuff until like level two, three, but like, make sure you feel very confident in your anatomy. Otherwise you will drown. Cause like okay. you, you go quick, but okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I've super been... cool. Recommend it to like everyone fucking game changer, man. Do it. I am like, <laughs> I tell everyone like, go get it, go get it. Everyone in my clinic is going to be certified. They don't have a choice. Like I'll pay for it, but like you got to go. Cause how, I'm not, how... not having not be certified. How long was it or how long is it? Um, so their weekend courses, and then you have to do like your tests and stuff afterwards to get certified. So um, level one and two are offered every year, I believe. Level three is only offered every other year. So you can't get like completely fully certified. So like last year, I did all of mine that worked out. This year, there's no level threes. It'll be the following year. That'll be level threes. But So it gives you that like that year to just practice more and get more mm-hmm. experience with it. And then you can test the next year. Exactly. Like, and like get, okay. feel confident with your tests because it is like it's super light touch stuff. Like when you're testing him like lighter lighter because like they'll try and move you and I'm like no you're just not letting me move you like and you'll get super big like muscly dudes who like can bench a fuck ton and you test their pec and it's like arm goes down they're like no no let me try again I'm like no this is all nervous system based you're not like muscling through it just Mm -hmm. because you're strong doesn't mean like nerves fire properly like it is so cool like I love it so much (laughs) (laughs) awesome awesome I'll have to have to look into it because I'm always looking to uh, get other courses that can help me help me obviously how I move and improve my quality of my training mm-hmm. but then also just like have it immediately affect my clients too yeah no um, check out their their Instagram page super cool and actually I know there's a course in Calgary for level one uh in two weeks because I'm sending my team to go get certified so check it out yeah sick. okay um anything else I think that's pretty much it cool this is so but- fun yeah, thank you so much for your time. I know that you're obviously very busy, so I appreciate you yeah, coming on and talking about <laughs> talking about your your work and your experience. And I think it was very eye opening for for me, but also for a lot of people that are like you know maybe in the PT space, but like maybe a little bit more fixated on movement mechanics because that's mm-hmm. kind of like how I've gone with it too. Yeah. Um, but how can people stay up to date with with you? So if they want to follow you, where, where can they where can they follow you at? Yeah. Website too. Yes. So my website is uh, my business name. So it's www.vitalityosteopathicandexercisetherapy.com um, for like bookings and stuff like that and online training, nutrition, all that jazz. Um, yeah. I do book out like two months in advance. So get on the wait list for that. Um, and then my Instagram is vitalityosteo.exercisetherapy. Um, and there you will find a mixed mesh of like corrective exercise, training tips, uh, nutrition is like my big thing right now. Um, have fun and read all the troll comments. It's a really good time. 
And yes, uh, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> no, I uh, I follow you, and you always put a lot of good, great content. So I think Thank that those viable sources to go on there. And then uh, I will link those in the beginning, so Perfect. people, I'll give the whole spiel about your name, um, for to follow you at, and I'll give direct links too, so people can Perfect. check it on there. But I also swear yeah. a lot, so if you do not like offensive language, do not follow me. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, but if you do, I'm your then girl. You're, then you're in the right place. Okay. Okay. Thank awesome. you so much.